Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode seven of Coffee with Kelly. Today, I thought I'd switch things around from talking about buying homes and things, the ins and outs of uh, uh, buying homes and getting loans and things like that. And um, I have Libby Schaefer with me, who's actually the treasurer for the mural, the Punta Gorda Historical Mural Society. Um, And she wrote a book called, actually, I think she wrote two books. I have them here. Libby, maybe you can talk about the books. (laughs) Right. I didn't write Painting the Town, which was the anniversary of the Mural Society, but what I did was I did the interviews and told the stories of the people who remembered. And then The Ladies of Punta Gorda was the first book I wrote, and that's special because the mural of the ladies remembered was painted from that book. The Punta Gorda Historical Mural Society, a brief history on that, would be that they were established in 1995. Kelly Gaylord is the current president, correct, Libby? Yes, she is. And you are the treasurer. Yes. And yes, and you have the Ladies of the Punta Gorda, and you published that book in 2014? 2014, Mm -hmm. at the request of a woman named Helen Robel, a longtime resident who Ah. wanted the ladies' stories told. Okay, and is there a story about Helen? What is her background? Helen came here from Ohio. Mm -hmm. She was a college graduate. And she came to Punta Gorda to escape a bad marriage. Mm-hmm. She was a victim of abuse. She came with her children because her mother and her stepfather lived here. And she said when she drove across that drawbridge, she knew she was home. Aww. And long history of being involved in the town. And when I met her, she knew I loved to write, mm-hmm. and that I was a retired teacher. And she said, please tell the stories. Interview the women because nobody knows how influential they were. But don't include me. Aw. Helen's story is in the book, and she is on the mural. Okay. And a big supporter of the mural society itself. Now, where is that mural in town? That mural's at the corner of 41 North, or Tamiami Trail, and Olympia. Okay. Um, in the, there's an eye doctor's office, which is currently vacant from mm-hmm. hurricane damages, but it wraps the, the building. It's on two walls. Wow. And it highlights several of the important women. And who are the women on that mural? Oh, my. Well, of course, there's Helen Robel, Mm -hmm. there's Bernice Russell, there's Cornelia Ponder, who was the first midwife. Oh, really? And she was a black woman who was not allowed in doctor's offices, but yet she delivered more babies than anyone ever did in both the white and the black families. Isn't that amazing? There was uh, Lois Peoples, whose family were very well known, owned much of the land, and um, she was here with her husband. They settled here. Sally Jones, who was the first female superintendent of schools. And it's a very interesting story how she won the position. Um, Tozy Heineman, who was supervisor of elections. And I'm trying to make sure I don't miss anyone. Um, I probably am going to, and as I said, Helen Robel, let me peek. Go because, ahead and peek. Because I, w- peek I will in your book. Yes, peek I in will your peek. book. But, um, and Sally Jones has an elementary school named yes, after her. Yes, she does. Her. Yes, and mm-hmm. Sally Jones was someone that was very difficult to find information about. And Sally Jones Elementary School has a spectacular mural telling the history of, okay. of Punta Gorda. So okay. there is one there. Um, I'm trying to see where Ladies Remembered is on page 64. I speak about it so often, and you know what? I always 
want to make sure I do not miss anyone. Sure, absolutely. I have actually, today I had gone through some things that I found this brochure. Um, I think I got this back in 2018, 2019. Uh, and it talks about the different murals in town and the walking tour. And Libby was saying while she's looking that up that uh, Kelly uh, Gaylord now does the walking tours in town and that they do do these for groups that come into the area. And they had done it for a group from Minnesota last year, and they probably will be doing that again. So. Uh, we'll make sure that we get information out to everyone on how to contact them. So what did you find? The only person I missed was Miss Mrs. Virginia Trebu, whose oh, husband oh. was actually the founder of Punta Gorda, yes. named the town after himself. She was a very influential woman. Um, one of her best friends was uh, in um, Savannah, Okay, and she was the founder of the Girl Scouts. And oh, Virginia yeah. Trebu was very quiet-spoken. People thought she only played chess with her husband that is not true she's the reason there's an episcopal church in punta gorda mm. and she was a force to be reckoned with now one of the murals not necessarily on the women but but there is one that has uh tribute and another gentleman in the area and they did not get along henry plant yes okay. yes isaac tribute when he came to punta gorda established the first ice house and it was open only during fishing season. He was the reason that Henry Plant came from the north down to Punta Gorda and brought the train, the railroad, this far mm -hmm. south. It was said that they didn't get along and that one night Henry Plant went to the ice house and tore up the train tracks. Now that ice house was at Berry Street and it was Still, a small part of it, a very small part of the concrete was found a couple of years ago. And that's along one of the walkways here in Punta Gorda near the History Park. Oh, wow. But it was said they didn't get along, and he did that, thus disrupting, because what would happen is, by the History Park in Punta Gorda, behind that was an area called Dreger's Farm, which many of the fishermen lived with their families. And they would load the fish up on, on train cars, and it would go out to near Fisherman's Village to where the dock was and the fish would be shipped to New Orleans, to Cuba, and to other places. Okay. What Henry Plant did was to stop that so there was no longer a nice house. Ah, oh, is, is that how they, did they repair it and the no, ice house? No, it was not that repaired. That was just it, that was the And at a later it. time, Tribute tried with some investors from New York to start it up again, it did not work. Oh, wow. So now in town, where we have the ice house mm -hmm. is where the ice house was after that. And it's actually where we finally got electricity in the streets of Punta Gorda because of that ice house. Oh, really? It was the further, furthermost ice house in the state of Florida. Wow. Wow. Very now, interesting. And now it's a great restaurant. So if you ever in, are in the area <laughs> and you want to go, and they have darts, they uh, dart tournaments they there all the time. It's and a great place to visit. Parts of the walls are from the original ice house. Okay. I, I kind of thought that by looking at the building that that would be true. That Lo be wonderful true. stories of the Iceman of Punta Gorda, uh -huh. whose daughter passed away several years ago, and his granddaughter still lives here. Okay. And the stories that she told about riding with her father and swinging on the, the cables that brought the big blocks of ice down. He oh, would wow. lift these 50-pound blocks of ice on his back and deliver them to the houses in the area, and even out on 776. Wow. So going back to the women on the on the mural, what, um, 
are how many of them are still around if any none none it's it's a funny story but yet it was done for a reason when we decided that we wanted to have the mural helen robel told me they will never agree to a mural of old mm -hmm. women and we all said watch us so we worked to get the mural, and then we realized there were so many women who influenced, there could be a problem. Mm -hmm. Families might be upset if their mother wasn't included. Mm -hmm. So the first rule was you had to be dead to be considered <laughs> for the mural. And got a lot of laughs, but it worked. But it worked. And it was very difficult. We tried to pick women, pick women who represented education, who represented re religion, who represented business, who rep represent all different aspects of Punta Gorda life. Okay, okay. And you said there was a couple with an interesting story? Well, there, there are a few interesting stories. Um, you know, I mentioned Virginia Trebu and how yes. influential she was. Yes. But Helen Robel is the reason why there is a county fire company with paid employees. Oh, really? There was not one. And she was a volunteer firefighter. Oh, wow. She would drive an army deuce and a half truck, double clutch, to the fires as soon as the alarm went off because you see all the men were working. Right. And she got her friend to ride on the back and they had a water tank which was not strapped down. Helen was a bit of a fast driver. Uh -huh. So if she went around corners too fast, that truck would go up on two wheels and she had to make sure to slow down. But she and her friend would go to the fires and they would spray water on it until the actual firefighters could get there. Wow. She was very upset because there were injuries and uh -huh. firefighters were hurt, getting uh -huh. there a little bit late when the fire started. So she got herself into a meeting of the commissioners and marched in where women did not go and proceeded to tell them the story uh -huh. and that we needed to have a county paid fire company. That's how it came to be. And the firehouse on 17 outside of town is named the Helen Robel Fire Company. Oh, that's amazing. So she was So what, what era was this all happening? What years? Ellen came here in the 1950s, the okay. late 1950s. And it wasn't until the 60s that mm -hmm. she was able to. She was determined. She loved this town, and she was determined to highlight it and do what was best for it. She was the reason many of the buildings were saved. Um, and she was heartbroken mm -hmm. that in the park downtown, the Hector building, which was where the town was incorporated, was torn down and not saved. Uh. But she did everything she could to raise the money to do this. But in the 1960s, that was when she was very influential. Right. She passed away in 2014, right before the book came out. Uh -huh. Did not know about the Mural Society uh. plan for the book, but she was devoted to this town. And some of this, I mean, I'm surprised that this was the 1950s, although we have to remember, you know, women didn't get the vote till 1919. And even in the 1970s, a lot of women couldn't go into a bank and open a checking account unless they had their husband's permission, let alone get a loan or anything like it's that. It's still not 100%, may I tell you. As a, a widow within the past year, I can yes. tell you there are still a lot of issues. That oh, people is there? There's another wonderful story that Sally Jones. Yes. Um, she did not have a college education. Oh, really? At the age of 16, you could take a test and you could teach in Florida oh, at that really? time. And she did have two years of college when she got her first teaching job, which was not here. It was south of the area. Eventually, she got back to Punta Gorda. And she decided she was going to run for superintendent of schools. Hmm. Now, her competition was a man named Leo Wojcicki, who was an attorney, very well-known, very prominent individual. At that time, we weren't barraged with television 
you know, of course, and we weren't barraged with radio, we weren't barraged with newspaper. Those people who were candidates would meet on street corners in town, and they'd begin talking, and people would gather around and listen to them. So Sally and Leo met on a street corner, and the townspeople came around, and when they went, signaled for them to speak, she said, oh, Leo, you go first. You, you <laughs> should go first. You go first, Leo, which he did. Uh-huh. And after he was done speaking, she looked at the people in the audience, and she said, now, wasn't he wonderful? Weren't you just so impressed with what he had to say? Leo, you were amazing. And by the way, I taught him everything he knows. I was his teacher. <laughs> Sally Jones won that election, and she became superintendent of schools. And the Witiski family is still very prominent in this area. Yes, they are. Yeah, they've yes, got, they, are. they have a law office in town. Yes, they are. Very yep. prominent. But that, yep. was, that was her way of, and people loved her. She would go into the classroom and take over classes for teachers. She was very much a hands-on superintendent. And she went on to get a degree weekends and summers wow. to make sure that she had a degree. That's amazing. Some of these women, it's just amazing. And amazing. at that time, you could be a teacher or a nurse pretty much. That was it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And what was her years here? Um, she passed away. I have to look, think back at the years. Uh -huh. It was 1940s, but she passed away of cancer. I, I don't want to be incorrect in, in no, the, no, that's the year, fine. But, um, but late 50s, 60s. Yeah. And um, another story it was said, and I met her nieces. Her nieces still alive. Still living in this and they area? Live, they live in the Fort Myers area. And much of what I was told, because it was very difficult to get information on Sally, wasn't correct. Oh, really? I was told that she never married because her, the love of her life died during the war. That's not true. Mm -hmm. She did not marry because she didn't want to marry. Her parents, her father died, and uh, her mother had a very rough time of it with her brothers and her, and she chose not to ever marry. Oh, wow. Yeah. So wow. that's her story. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. And it's nice to hear that some of the families, if not all of the families, still have connections here. The connections are many. Last Friday, I was able to take one of the ladies, who I believe is probably pretty much the last of the original families, to a celebration of life uh -huh. of a woman named Melina Heinemann. Mm -hmm. And Melina was 99 years old. Wow. A wonderful woman with terrific stories about Punta Gorda. She was the sister-in-law to Tozy. And Tozy was the supervisor of elections. Not the first female supervisor, but the supervisor. And I don't know, would you like to hear about what, what Melina told me? I would. Melina told me when I met her, I walked into her house, and she had one of her 99-year-old friends there. This was in 2014. Several other friends and said, sit down, and we'll tell you our stories. Okay. And she told me that when Tozy had the election results, as many people know, she would come out and sit on the courthouse steps. Uh-huh. And she would announce the results. Well, Walina and her friends could care less who won. They wanted to know who lost. And they all came with tablets and cardboard tombstones. And whoever lost, they would write a poem about. And Walina was really into writing poetry. They would write a poem about the person, put their name on the grave marker, and go to where the car wash is on Marion now. That was once a park. And they'd have a service and bury them. <laughs> and when I said to her, well, Walina, did anybody take any pictures? And she said, sadly, no. We never Aww. took pictures. And she said, I must tell you, those grave markers lasted an hour or less because the losers were not happy. I'm sure. And they came and tore them down. <laughs> and that was her Tozy. And Tozy was oh, another lady that's... to be reckoned with. Now, did they all live in where the historical part of Punta Gorda is now? 
Yes, they did. Yeah. And, and you know, so many of the houses, if, the, if they're on um, Marion mm-hmm. or Olympia, mm-hmm. it, w- it was a big area where they lived. And it's funny, speaking to some of the daughters mm-hmm. of those ladies, yes. they still remain very close friends today. Oh, that's They played nice. together as children. Right. Um, they remember all the history of their mothers and the stories wow. of the fish house and, and Harry Golding who brought the hibiscus to Punta Gorda. Okay. And that's with them still, but they're the ones who are left. Wow. Many of the houses now are no longer. Uh, Walina's house was here in town, Mm -hmm. and so now she is gone. But some lived on farms outside of town, but many of them Mm -hmm. were right down in the historical Mm -hmm. district. Mm -hmm. Very, very interesting. Um, One of the murals in town that I um, had seen was the Saving Money Makes Sense. Is that where an original bank was in town, or no? That just—it's just that wall. honoring all the banks. Okay. When you come over the forty-one bridge south, there is um, the lot where Shorty's is. Yes. There's a sign there that there one is. of the banks was there. Okay. One of the banks was there. The story of the banks is is really interesting. Um, there was a time where, with with the depression, they went belly up. Mm-hmm. There's a story that they were saved. Um, and they kept on going. There are ones that were strictly for lo- um, lending money only. There were ones right. that were. So the banks really were a big part of, of growth here in Punta mm-hmm. Gorda. But no, that was just where they were able to put the mural to, put to the remember. Murals. And there's some murals that have disappeared. Well, the problem is this. And it's not a problem, but it's reality. Right. Um, the Mural Society is nonprofit, of course. Right. And it is the members of the board, the 10 members of the board, who are able to fundraise through donations and grants to have the murals painted. Okay. The agreement is when an owner agrees to allow their building to be used, that they have the right to do whatever they want with that uh, building. So if they choose to tear the building down, yes. if they choose to paint choose to paint over the mural, that has to be. Yeah. So sad yeah. sad and that's how we've lost some of them mm-hmm. and some of them we lost in hurricanes. Yes, yes. And so. uh, Charlie did a number on this town. I know we just went through Ian, but Charlie really came through and kind of clean town. Any buildings that had been dilapidated, um, I'm told are gone. There was the Punta Gorda Hotel. Oh yeah. Which is gone. Well that was gone before Charlie. That was, that was be- in the fire. Oh okay. In the fire. That was burned in the fire of suspicion that nobody has ever discovered why that uh-huh. happened. The one mural that involved the hotel and mm-hmm. the famous people who came to town is no longer with us. We replaced it once. Right. But there were cracks in the building and leaks and the second time it was just not possible to raise the amount of money needed again mm-hmm. to replace it there mm-hmm. but there were so many famous people who came to town you know mm. who who are on the murals that that um this this town had boat races it had thomas edison came and stayed here henry ford came and stayed here till they moved further south G- famous golfers came mm-hmm. um it was just firestone mm-hmm. this is where they all came for the winter right and they would stay in that hotel do you know, is it true part of the Punta Gorda Elks, one of part of the building was a cabin? It was for a one hunting family. It was a hunting area. And one of the women, um, who is no longer with us, told me stories about being a child there and they would have a hunting and fishing guide and people would come and stay there. Some of the stories about who stayed there are not correct, so I'm not going to mention right. names. Unfortunately, that was very badly damaged mm-hmm. in Hurricane Ian, and that has had to be taken down. Oh, it had to, yes. huh? It had to be taken down. Oh, but that sad. hunting lodge, they were known um, 
people who would come who would want to go out into the wilds to right. hunt or to fish. They had a guide who took them there. <laughs> and it was a great. This was a very well known town for fishing, yeah. for hunting. Yeah. It was once the largest pineapple producing area. Wow. Um, it was known, you know, for cattle. Yes. Is it true King's Highway was the cattle trail? Well, it was part of it. But the stories that I loved that were great Cattle Drive is one of the murals, which is just wonderful uh-huh. off of Olympia. And the, the cow herders would herd the cattle into town from outside and they would come down old 17 into town and they would cross into town and then they would be loaded onto ships okay near not too far from where the bridge one of the bridges are now okay and they would be shipped to cuba uh-huh. and new orleans and to different places very interesting story there were three women's groups there was the fortnightly club okay um, and the fortnightly club were into reading books, but only books that were proper for ladies to read. Uh-huh. There was the Married Women's Club, uh-huh. and the Married Women's Club wore their hats and gloves and met for tea, which okay. was very important. But there was the Civic Club, and the Civic Club became incensed because the cowboys were not watching and the cattle were tramping on their lawns and damaging oh. their flowers. And they put an ordinance through that that was no longer allowed to happen. That was the power women had back uh-huh. in the day. Uh-huh. You didn't think they yeah. did, but they did. But the areas in, in King's Highway and mm-hmm. on this side, that, that side of the bridge in, in was really the beginning. Charlotte Harbury was the beginning, not Punta Gorda. Right. That's where many right. of the – Right. And, and for a long time, there was no bridge. Right. There's another historian that I want to get a hold of. I saw him uh, talk to a small group at the Keller Williams for Juneteenth Day. Uh, and I, I, Abraham, I think, is his oh, last name. Oh, he's a thing. publisher. Publisher. He's a book okay. publisher. Yeah, yeah. He publishes books people write. Okay. So, yeah, and he had some very interesting things about the Port Charlotte side, but I digress Wonderful that. stories. There are. There really yeah. are. Libby, thank you so much for okay. coming on here and talking about it. Now, where can people get your books? Well, um, Painting the Town is only available through Copperfish Books okay. downtown. Okay. The Ladies of Punta Gorda is available through Copperfish Books. And then my other books. I wrote one on 9-11 okay. of interviews. And I just had one come out now called My Mother Said, stories about mothers of all over the United States. There, uh-huh. there are six books plus this. The, um, the 9-11 book, Our Brother's Keepers. Okay. And My Mother Said and the Lessons I Learned are available on Amazon Books a Million and Barnes and Noble. Okay. All my other books are available at Copperfish and some other independent bookstores. Bookstores. But Copperfish is the best. Well, very good. So. Well, thank you so You're much. Welcome. I have loved the stories. I love history. I hope that you all do too and they'll tune in and share this with your friends and family and get to know the Punta Gorda area, Charlotte County area a little bit better. Thanks everybody. See you next time.